we're not really surprised that even uh, though we've spoken you, uh, to you a few weeks ago the last time, the Greek story is still trending and still no resolution over the weekend. It's, it's certainly, it's the definition of a Greek tragedy, I guess, you know, I mean, I must be very honest. On, on Friday, I thought, okay, we've got this, uh, you know, the Greeks have, in principle, agreed to the terms of the last uh, kind of a deal that was put on the table. They've got this meeting with the Eurozone finance ministers over the weekend, and I honestly thought they would find a resolution this weekend. Uh, very surprising to me, at least, and maybe I'm just I'm just too optimistic here, because I know a lot of the markets are still quite pessimistic. Uh, no deal found just yet, and, and what's quite staggering to me is if you have a look at some of the sticking points right now, it looks as though the current deal that was put in place by the by the Eurozone finance ministers to Greece is considerably harsher than the deal that was actually put on the table around a week or two ago. Now, if, if you look at some of these, I honestly I must say, I think some of them are quite ridiculous. I mean, it entails the Greeks putting around $50 billion worth of assets into a separate trust company in Luxembourg uh, and giving Eurozone finance ministers and the creditor nations the ability to sell off those assets in the event that Greece doesn't meet its commitments. I mean, that's effectively ceding over sovereignty over certain Greek assets. So I think it's, it's very unlikely that a deal of that particular nature will actually find any support uh, with regards to the Greek voters in the Greek parliament. Uh, it's also resulted in significant tensions between, uh, as you mentioned in your intro, the Finnish, which was quite surprising to come out of with a very hard line, but certainly also the Germans who have taken a hard line, uh, and the French who seem to be willing to accommodate the Greeks. Uh, so this is now showing some of those fracture lines within the Eurozone. Uh, the, the Greek prime minister now has 72 hours in terms of coming back to them with uh, any sort of approval from his electorate. But it certainly looks now as though, given the onerous terms of the current deal that's put on the table, uh, that the likelihood of them actually finding some sort of resolution uh, is minimal. And it looks as though, uh, one last development on this, and so it looks as though the Germans have actually said that if the Greeks don't accept us, uh, that they've crafted a, a, a five-year cool-off and exit plan for Greece from uh, from the Eurozone. So this is, is quite a material shift uh, and certainly looks as though this is going to be heading in a negative direction, I guess. Mm. But, but, but then um, the positions of both uh, Germany and France, not surprising though, Mohammed, given that they are the biggest creditors. However, um, you know, I, I was kind of thinking about um, Alexis Tsipras and, 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 and his position right now, given the brinkmanship that we've been seeing and also the fact that, you know, they went to a referendum, they put this to a referendum and, and, and the people, the Greek people voted no. And now you are then going back on your word almost and agreeing to the austerity measures again. Yeah, and, and like I said, I mean, you know, we, we've got the French who have softened their stance quite considerably over the course of the last two weeks. And the reason here is that I guess it's an existential crisis for the Eurozone and the Euro as, as we know it. Uh, that being said, yes, you, you can't really go back in terms of your principles. I guess that's what uh, the EU creditor nations are now asking Alexis Tsipras to actually do. They're actually expecting not just to go back with regards to, to very deep spending cuts. I mean, put it into perspective, the Greek economy has shrunk in excess of 25% over the course of the last four years. So they've taken considerable pain. They're now asking him to take even further pain on the austerity side, and that's fine in principle. But as soon as you start asking for someone to cede over, I guess, sovereignty of Greek assets to your creditor nations, you know that this has really deteriorated to possibly a point of, of no return. So I really am now starting to struggle 
to, to see how with this very hard line that's come to the fore with regards to the Germans and the Finnish, uh, how we can actually find a, a, a mutually compromised and, and, and negotiated settlement right now. And of course, um, other than Greece, I mean, all eyes were also um, on China and uh, the trade data that came out uh, better than expected, but stocks still volatile there, Mohammed. Yeah, I think so. I mean, China has been, and it's probably the bigger story, much bigger story than, than Greece. I mean, Greece is now a bit of a sideshow. If you have a look at the reaction of the markets this morning, if you look at where European yields have been trading, the market telling you that they're not too worried about contagion. But when you have a look at China, let's put it into perspective. The size of one month's surplus, trade surplus in China, uh, is slightly larger than the total foreign reserves held by the South African Reserve Bank. So that just gives you a sense of scale of China. Uh, the number, if I have a look at it, slightly better than we've, we've seen over the course of the last couple of months. It had softened, but it's not a very robust number. So the Chinese economy is kind of bumbling along. It, uh, the, the growth will likely slow. and Their markets have been volatile. We actually saw it strong this morning, and that's leading Asian markets higher. And this is on the back of significant intervention by, uh, by the authorities in terms of trying to prop up the market. But that's not high-quality types of gains on, on their stock market. Uh, I think China is still coming to terms with very deep structural reforms that they need to put in place in their economy. Uh, and this is likely going to be one of those bigger macro stories that don't go anywhere in, in the shorter term. You're going to have to keep an eye on terms of longer-term developments. Very important for South Africa, of course, because they do remain one of our largest trading partners. Uh, and obviously, as a net uh, commodity exporter, China is a very important uh, market to us. We're an exporter to them, of course. Well, Mohammed, we're going to leave it there for today. But of course, um, Iran may close a deal with major powers today. So you'll keep an eye on those developments for us. Mohammed Nala from NetBank Capitals back with us again tomorrow.